to the Ebony and Ivory podcast. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hey, guys. All right. <laughs> Look, this is indie podcast life. All right. We, yeah. We're trying to get this right for y'all. Mm-hmm. But welcome back to the Ebony and Ivory podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm half of Ebony and Ivory. I am Ebony. Yes, and I'm the other half. Yes. I'm Ivory. And that's how we're going to start introducing ourselves. Yes, we're anonymous now. We're anonymous. <laughs> y'all know our names, but beyond this point, we are remaining anonymous. Yes, refer Anon- to the first. Anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> Sorry, I had a Yeah, refer stroke. to the first four podcasts if you want us to, you know, know who we are. Yeah. But, yes, I'm Ebony, and this is my friend, Ivory. And we're excited to do this podcast with you. As you may know, but if you don't know, now you about to know. Mm -hmm. All month long. What month is this, Ivory? Um, It's February. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Black (laughs) History Month. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, so y'all thought she was slipping, but she's not slipping. She know what it is. I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) You are smart. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, nah, but it's all month long, it's Black History Month, and yes, all year ma'am. long, it's Black History Year. Mm. And so. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, nah, but for this month specifically, we wanted to talk about, to use this month and use Black History Month to we celebrate. We to talk about colors. We wanted to talk about colors. Ooh. We wanted to talk about uh, race and the race, period, the topic mm-hmm. of race, and all of the different facets of that. But really, the angle that we wanted to hit it from was first talking about the Sermon on the Mount and being peacemakers and thus diving into the conversation about race. And so we have two podcasts that in this series that we've already released. Um, One is called No Man's Land and the other one is called Melanating Missions. Yes. Which was an interview that we did with Denise Henderson. Shout out to Denise. We love doing that podcast with you. Go check it out. Mm -hmm. Those podcasts are both live now. And so we're celebrating blackness yes. all month long and today you're in for a treat because we're going to talk about <laughs> yum <Okay>. yeah <laughs> whatever because we're going to talk about um the segregated church yes ma'am and the black church and then the future of the church as a as a mm. whole so obviously you can't Mm-mm-mm. talk about black church without talking about the destiny of the church yeah you can't talk about black church without talking about white church and oh. everybody else said, yeah I'm sorry and the destiny of church that's true no i tried so, to finish your sentence. i mean i don't know that don't white church is an appropriate term because i don't think that anybody calls it white church i think we just call all the other groups by their colors and we just call that hispanic church korean church yeah and we just i mean maybe people do say the white church i'm trying to think if that's kind of like i mean it makes sense uh, anyway we're not trying to be politically correct on this podcast we're just trying to have authentic conversations Mm -hmm. under the guidelines of fear of the lord and serving on the mount so we want to that was good <laughs> we don't want to we're not trying to intentionally offend just for the sake of offending and this no. type of thing but we do want to have candid good conversations and just talk about things we talk about together so that's what we're going to talk about today is segregation in the church and the segregated church and how a segregated church cannot heal a divided country mm-hmm. um but the lord has you know Period. provided a remedy for that and so that's what we're talking about today. So I'm going to start us off with a Martin Luther King quote. 
You yes. feel me. The Reverend himself. Yes. Reverend Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King <laughs> Jr. Okay. <laughs> but Martin Luther King said that the most segregated hour of Christian America is 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Ow. Ivory, do you agree? You know, I'm going to have to agree. You have to agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It it makes sense because like every church every people group has their own church here in america which mm. in a way is good and right yes yes it's of the lord because yes. it is people's native you know languages yeah. that they're learning about the lord in it is um you know just how the lord made them yeah yeah yeah, I think that this quote is absolutely true, mm-hmm. and that it's uh, it's it's not bad or wrong in the sense of um, I think in the the context that Martin Luther King uses it in is um, it it is negative because he's saying that through the desegregation even that that happened at the, at this point in time in his life, which was in maybe 50s, 60s, um, 1950s or 60s, that even through all of the the desegregation of the South and all of the different things that um, that uh, black churches and white churches still viewed each other as enemies. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I um I think that, that in Martin Luther King's, King's case that it was used to express the reality of um the black church over here, the white church over there, and us not being able to coexist together because of our views of the other, um, and that being a major part of. The, the, I think the segregation even that we see today. Yeah. Um, and where now it's more like the racial issues that we're dealing with today, it's hitting different in the church. Mm. You know, uh, we're now we're more so kind of like about the idea that we need to, you know, that black lives matter, mm-hmm. you know, or that we need to, you know, in the Christian world, I'll say, you know, that we need to figure out how we're going to do this, how we're going to, um, you know, I wouldn't say how we're going to do this, but like, you know, making sure that we have the, you know, the, we, 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 we do the right things to look like we're on each other's team. You know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, okay, we share the post, you know, mm-hmm. I remember 2020, they had Blackout Tuesday or something like yeah. that, where everybody blackout on their social media, you know, and, you know, you need, white America needs to share the little black box on your Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever, and just things like that, where it becomes appropriate mm-hmm. to, or necessary to, on social media or to look like you're and you're against not to be a racist you don't want to be a racist yeah as a christian you want to support black people and look like you're supporting black people as a christian mm-hmm. you know and i don't know that i don't feel like that is the response that god in was looking for and not because it's the white response mm-hmm. you know or like it's not the black response or whatever i think it's because it's not the heart response yeah 
you know, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's just like the appearance of this is yeah. what we should be doing. So, like sharing a black box isn't actually going to solve the racism in America. Yeah, yeah or, or just really the, the issues, issues of segregation in church. The fact mm -hmm. that what, like, you going out to say, oh, I have black friends, I have black pastor friends, or I have black friends who are Christians, you know, is not the is like. <laughs> That's, that's it's, it's too, too late, late for that. For that. Yeah. You, know, you know, like, that's, that's not, not the point. point. Uh -huh. And what, what I mean by it's too late for that, of like, like that's, that's not the place we fight from. from. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like black people in America are experiencing a, um, a difficult time. And so the responsibility of the church, you know, whatever, white, red, yellow, blue church, you know, is to mourn with those who mourn is to is if we're a, a unified family if we're a global family if we're the bride of christ no matter what our what's the name on our church building then we are the hands and feet of christ and us even for one another you know so i don't know that it's 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 not wrong for our different denominations and even our different expressions that do exist it's not saying quit all of those and become totally you know one thing yeah um everybody has to do it like this or that or whatever but it's something to be said about the fact that we don't um we're not using our the reality of the gospel and who jesus is as a means to approaching race yeah you know, you know, we're not, we're not approaching, approaching the race, race issue in America from the place of the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. um, you, like, un regularly, I'll say, I'm not saying no one is doing that, but I'm saying, like, the what it looks like to be unified, what it looks like to, um, to for when Jesus said, you know, that church would be one, mm -hmm. that he's doing that. And I think the way that he gets he gets us to begin to agree with him is by seeing one another as valued and loved by him yeah. and covered in his blood. So good. Super long tangent, but no, I love your tangent. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, okay, so do we want to talk about the history of the Black Church a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can go there. Yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, we got I got ahead of me. me. Hey, you know what? <laughs> but I think we're gonna go back and it's great. It's gonna be a, a nice little bookend moment. <laughs> a little bookend. But yeah, well, yeah so I think get to Amber's point to make sense of what we see now, we should talk a little bit about what how what has happened mm -hmm. in church history to to why in America expressly, you know, we have Yes, there's a black church and a white church, but now in America we have like the Korean church, the Hispanic church. We have a lot of different totally all the churches. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think one of the major things, um, the reason why we have that divide, uh, you know, to Martin Luther King's quote or point, is that um, black people were are in America are descendants of slaves, and slavery in America. Um, did a, did a lot of things, things but one of the things that happened in slavery in America is that black people weren't able to, uh, it, like, they, 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 they were forced in some ways to have their own kind of expressions of church and, um, and all of that, but in some ways also, too, they weren't always allowed or invited into the, in a lot of times, they weren't allowed or invited into the slave owners church or church expression yeah yeah um 
Yeah, and even just to add on to that a little bit, uh, so from what I know of how the gospel and like the Bible was taught to slaves, mm -hmm. uh, it's taught like as if black people, like when it talks about slaves in the Bible, like the masters, the owners are like their, like the head of their, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It was just a different yeah. gospel that they heard. It was yeah. different, like a different mindset that was given to them about how to view the Lord and um, how to live their life as a Christian and everything. Yeah. So it was very different from the gospel that the white people knew. Yeah, it was under like that slaves obey your masters. It was those type yeah. of verses used to keep black people um, oppressed or under yeah. or belief. And that's even if slave owners believed that black people had souls yeah. or that black people were able to even receive salvation and be born again. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that they wanted to keep black people on the, you know, in the kind of, how would you say that? Like in the, in keep them as slaves or keep them oppressed or just keep them mentally, um, un mentally broken was to, or under was to really to, to train and to raise up literal, literate black, um, preachers and teachers who would, also say these same, same things to slaves who yeah. would preach these same messages to slaves and i mean i think one of the people who you who kind of uh broke out of that was nat turner and you see this nat turner rebellion that happened in, in the 1800s where he was a black preacher and he would go to different plantations and preach and uh, and at first preach these kind of more subservient obedient to master messages and as he, you know, lived and experienced life more as a slave, he got fed up, <laughs> you know, and the messages he started to preach were ones of, uh, out of, that he used the Bible as well to, of rebellion, of, okay, like, this is, you know, our Egypt moment, let, you know, God letting people, us free and these type of things. And I think that um, uh, that reality is is also a part of this, like a part of this Christian expression too, of like Nat Turner and the, and the you know, his rebellion was short, was short lived, you know, cause they, his people who followed him and did all that, they most, they killed him, they killed them. Um, and it was a message even to slave congregations of, okay, like this is, and furthermore, to slave owners of, okay, black people don't need to be literate mm -hmm. lest they puff up and rebel against us. They don't need to learn this gospel, you know, they don't need to, all these different things. And so that was kind of like a thing that in throughout history that was like up and down Yeah. until you see, um, and that was, that was like later, that was 1800s. But if we, you know, move, go backwards yeah, um, to even like 1700s where you have, um, a Richard Allen yeah. who started the AME Church, which was a, uh, you know, a, a offshoot or a response, if you will, to the Methodist Church. Because, in, in, and I'll make this statement that most of the black prominent denominations exist because of mm -hmm. the, the white prominent denominations that you see, the Baptists, the Methodists, the Assemblies of God, mm -hmm. um, these different ones, there are, they have their black expression of them. 
Um, and thus because men like Richard Allen, who believed that in the theology of the Methodist Church, um, but didn't, but wasn't invited and included and able to worship God in the white Methodist Church. And even there's accounts of him being in prayer in the Methodist Church or people who he knew being in prayer and them being, you know, so pulled up yeah. and told to leave. <laughs> that they couldn't pray here. Oh, geez. You know, those kind of accounts that um, are a reality mm -hmm. of like, okay, they, you know, the black church started in the expression of it out of, we need our own because yeah. we don't, we are not welcome in these expressions. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They're the first ever recorded like black gathering of like a church expression mm -hmm. is in 1758. Um, and as far as I know, there's no like names involved. It's just like recorded that there was a, you know, th yeah. a gathering that happened. Um, actually, and it happened right in our backyard <laughs> in Mecklenburg, Virginia on the plantation of William Byrd. Wow. Yeah. And then later on in history, you go on to hear about George Lyle yeah. and how he preached and eventually um, became the first American missionary, yeah. which is so cool. Yeah. 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 And, and, yeah and just the, the, I think the thing that is easily, uh, can slip through the cracks is, is that although many slaves weren't literate, they're the, for those who were literate and who grew up to, or who went on to, you know, encounter God and preach the gospel, that they were pillars in this, like the forming of the theology of these, you know, denominations in the Baptist Church and the Methodist Church. They were they they weren't just like willy nilly starting their own, you know, expression. It was like no, they were students and you know, men and women who were like okay, who were searching the scriptures and trying to understand who God was and were you know, and added to mm -hmm. theology as we, you know, the teachings of God in Christianity. So good. Yeah, they like and, believe in the exact same God that that white people do. Yeah. They didn't have a, like a space or outlet to yeah. worship or hear or teach yeah. or, you know, learn about God. So they yeah. made their own. Yeah, yeah. So, so true. And so, and so anyway, that's a, that's a, a kind of the beginning of the history of what we have come to know the black and the white church mm -hmm. and moving into the you know 20th century um we we see like even the role that the black church played even in the 1800s 1700s 1800s with the ame church the one of the things that this church that the first church that um ame church that richard allen actually started um, it was also a part of the Underground Railroad, you know, so you have like the Civil War that happens in even before the Civil War leading up to that, a lot of runaway slaves on this um, uh, Underground Railroad that was created. But yeah, Harriet Tubman, yeah, all these ones, you know, who were, uh, you know, the Moseses of their day who were running free, who were breaking out slaves and trying to get from the South to the North. Yeah. And you have churches who even at that time, you know, were pillars and a part of, 
you, you know, know things, things like the Underground Railroad mm -hmm. and even into the the 20th century, the civil rights movement. Totally. And then that were foundations of the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. you know, where they had the, the meetings about what they were going to do, what kind yeah. of protests they were going to do, what kind of sit-ins they were going to do, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of boycotts they were going to do. You had these men and, and women who were, you know, these pastors, these leaders who were talking to their communities about how they were going to, how they should respond, you know, all these things. And I think it's so, I think that's so interesting because that's what the church is, you know, like we're not ones who shy back and draw back from, you know, conflict or issues or uh, even like, even a, uh, like, like when, when things, things are, are difficult, but we are ones who stand in the gap, stand in the gap, and we we look to things like the Sermon on the Mount of how we ought to respond to what's happening in the culture. Yeah, what is our position and our place? How can we uh, spread the gospel but be a light? You know, so good. that responsibility is that the church is the light. We reveal, you know, if we if you will, we are the lighthouse that points to Jesus. Yeah. You know, in, in a dark night, in a dark hour, it's, it's a people, mm -hmm. it's God's people who light up, you know, the darkness Yeah. through the, through Christ. So good. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else we should talk about before transitioning to the Antioch kind of thingy? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's the part I wanted to hit. What do you think about, uh, well, what, I guess I, I want to ask you, like, I'm, I'm talking, talking about, you know, black church. I don't know how much you've studied or looked at this, but, like, just even the things that you've seen, what are some things that you see about the black church that you find interesting or resilient or encouraging or, like, what would be your thoughts about, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think... Yeah, I think the word resilient is a really good way to put it. Like the black church came out of like a place of having nowhere else to go. Yeah. Like the American church failed black people from the get go, like did not even allow them a place to stay, but they fought because of God. Like they just, mm -hmm. yeah. They fought to get to where black America is now, and I think it's so beautiful, and it's full of joy despite all of the oppression all of those years, and it's full of, like, just, like, deliverance and community and family and, um, yeah, it's like having each other's back. It's very uh, community-oriented, and mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. Like we were even talking about the difference between white and black funerals last night. <laughs> and I just think it's so cool. I've never, I personally have never even been to a funeral, but just hearing about how like the black church celebrates the life. Like it's mm. sure people are grieving, but ultimately it's like a big community party for this person <laughs> that has gone to be with the Lord. And I think that's so cool. Like yeah. just, all these years of being oppressed and being, you know, going through it, um, there's still so much joy in the black church and mm -hmm. God is so in the midst. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it's powerful. So yeah. good. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think, think that, that uh, and it's, it's not, not to say, I think it's powerful. It's not to say that I'm all, that the white church has not, um, or the what was the American church, whatever, however we say that, did not help or aid or like at all. It's to say that um, there was, there has been gaps and there has been brokenness in a dividing line of, you know, that's, you know, that forces different ethnic groups. I think even when they come to a place like America, the melting pot to immediately join with their own, because I think that, the, and I think that the reason why. Korean, Hispanic, and the different um, ethnic groups who come here and start their own, like Indonesian, like, yeah. you know, expressions, all this stuff, of churches here, plant their churches here. Um, I think they, it, it kind of is built off of this white and black dynamic, you know? It, it is a language thing and an ethnic thing for sure, but I think even in America, other nations come and they see the white and black tension. Mm and the white and black expression and what happens in black communities and what happens in white communities, you know, and kind of just follow our example. And, Interesting. And to Martin Luther King's point, you know, as we begin to talk about Antiochs, you know, the, the issue with Sunday mornings being segregated, it's, 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 it's that reality. Church is a place where there should be no... Um, uh, no division between people, you know, it's, it's the complete opposite, you know, just like there is no division between Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you know, thus we are supposed to fully exist together with our culture and our ethnic groups intact in loving yeah. and honoring and serving one another. That's so good. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's the, the picture. That's the ultimate. That's who she will it's be. It's like, it's Malachi 111. Yeah. Like, the, from the rising of the sun to its setting, yeah. my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Yeah. There's, there's more to it, but yeah. that's the yeah. gist of it. But it's like, yeah, that's so cool. I never really thought about it like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, having everyone's people groups like remain their unique people groups that God created them to be, but learning how to be not just a church on a Sunday morning where we're all together, but like a church in the sense of life where we're reaching out to one another. We are like breaking bread, you know, like hanging out, loving with like loving on one another, grieving with one another. Yeah. Um, and just choosing to be part of each other's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is the point that I, that we want to communicate in this podcast of like, we're not saying that there shouldn't be a black church or it shouldn't be, or get rid of the different um, cultural, ethnic places that do impact these cultural and mm-hmm. ethnic communities. What we are saying is that the gaps between us have to uh, become shorter. You know, we have to begin to bridge these gaps relationally um, through, through, I mean, I think moments of suffering in different um, ethnic groups as in, in the Christian world, like, and even outside, like, that the church's responsibility is to make Jesus known. And so, like, if the black church is over here and the white church is across the street and they never... Mm-hmm. interact, never learn one another, never talk, mm-hmm. all of these different things that it's almost like two different churches. You just become your own little bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you you might show up for the social media post. Mm -hmm. You might show up for the form of care yeah. in the form of, you know, I value you, brother, sister in Christ, whatever, but not the, uh, but no power. There's no authority to um, overcome racism. There's no true relationship. Yeah. yeah. It's, and just like the lack of authority in America to overcome the tr like the division and the racism that we're seeing on display mm -hmm. over 2020 and, you know, even before 2020, but really coming out of quarantine into riots, you know, because the church has um, not let down her walls toward one another, mm -hmm. but we've kind of swept kind of the offenses and the dirt under the rug and we're just kind of like trying to have have communion over a pile of trash you know yeah. and it's not the i apologize i apologize i apologize thing mm -hmm. but i think we're past the um the public apologies on, on christian platforms and like you know sorry for slavery sorry for slavery we forgive you like i'm not saying that that stuff didn't doesn't work or is not necessary i think that we're we've said i'm sorry enough and i think it's up to me and your generation to begin to pick up the pieces of those things and create relationship so that the church can come into her fullness of who she is and what is the fullness of the church <laughs> what is that going to look like i think in the bible the the picture that we can see or glean from is Antioch. Yeah. And yeah. You want to talk a little bit about Antioch? Sure, yeah. Um, now we're filling in together. Okay, great. Yeah, so Antioch is a place that you begin hearing about in the book of Acts. Um, and it's after Jesus ascends to heaven. Um, and it's this little church in the nation that is now known as modern day Turkey. Yeah. Uh, where Christians are first named Christians. And yeah, in yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I mean, as I'm sure, or at least I hope that you would know, racism did not begin in America. Um, <laughs> it has been a thing since the dawn of time, since the dawn since of time. and Abel. <laughs> um, and uh, you, as you read about Antioch, it becomes evident that they can only go so far um, with racism in their midst and yeah. the preference of ethnicities yeah. um, in their midst. And yeah. there's this point where uh, they realize this, where yeah. they realize they're preferring their own people over like the foreigners or just others that yeah. don't look like them or aren't from their background. And um, you see what it even looks like when they begin to move past that point. And it's just this huge, like, they step into the fullness of what Jesus called them to as being part of the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. um, and they become what we refer to in our organization as an Antioch Sending Center, yeah. uh, where they all come together, different backgrounds, denominationally, ethnically, like whatever. They come together um, and are sent out to the nations by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't think it's in question that there are communities here in America where God is really pressing 
this concept of being an Antioch sending center on their hearts and including ours. It's, uh, it's really cool to like feel that burn from the Lord, Mm -hmm. like that urge that we are ones who are supposed to be sending not just white people to the nations. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And the interesting thing about Antioch, um, and just even the early church that, you know, Jesus gives, gives the commission, you know, go tarry in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and, you know, wait to be endued with power. And, you know, Acts 1-8, you know, they said when you, you will receive power when you when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and, you know, you'll take the gospel to, um, you know, Judea, Sumeria, you know, to the, Jerusalem, Judea, to the Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth, you know, that the power of the Holy Spirit through, uh, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit that was that the that would come on the disciples and thus their community, the ch- early church in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. in the preaching of that gospel and the power of the Spirit, and be anointed to go to these other places, you know, to go out and share the gospel with a place like Samaria, who were enemies of the Jews, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so cool because the Lord in his kindness Mm -hmm. he didn't let that early church get stagnant so when they were just in Jerusalem you know church was growing 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 daily added coming a little mega church out there in Jerusalem mega church in Jerusalem that the Lord began to allow persecution Mm -hmm. he allowed the persecution of the church to expand the church and we haven't experienced that in America (laughs) No, but uh, you know it is coming. At someday, you know who knows when, but it is coming. Um, but the persecution um, that they experienced caused them to go out, mm-hmm. and thus you have an Antioch. Mm-hmm. You know you have a place where these people are coming, and they're, the Christians are. You know they're called Christians in Antioch, and they're praying and worshiping together. Mm-hmm. And and there's. You know, you could see it even Acts thirteen one. You know, where it's talking about the different ethnicities that are gathered together. Yeah. When Saul and Barnabas, you know, Paul and Barnabas are commissioned to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's what you're saying. Yeah, it's cool. Like the Antioch, the reality of an Antioch sending center that the ex, that the church that her DNA is to be multi ethnic, multilingual, lingual. You know, like to multicultural. That it's she's not meant to just be made up of there's no white church black church hispanic church korean church and the lord just sees them all as separate because before his throne you know they're singing their own song in their native tongue Mm -hmm. before the throne you know um and that's the picture of heaven that jesus is is able that, that the father is able to present his son a bride without spot blemish or wrinkle who sings her song in multiple languages in her culture is intact her ethnicity is intact and who she is is a multi-ethnic multicultural bride so good you know and that's the picture that we begin to see in Antioch Mm -hmm. where it's these ones who are like we're not gonna let racism disrupt what God wants to do you know we're gonna build relationship and we're gonna connect and we're gonna be a prophetic people Mm -hmm. we're gonna pray together we're gonna fast together we're gonna seek the Lord together um, and it doesn't mean they weren't all in the same building, mm-hmm. you know, because you have the you have Paul and, and Barnabas who were sent out, but still connected to this Antioch mm-hmm. and would come and go and come and go. And you had different ones who were sent out and would come and go, you know, like it's not about being in the same 
building, you know, it's about realizing that we're already in the same family. Let's eat together, let's build relationship together and become this bride, you know, and not a my ministry over your ministry or can you help me do this or like let's just gather the different you know churches and like try to like do this unity event. Mm -hmm you know, and the John 17 events, and I'm not saying that they aren't necessary and all that stuff, it's no shade to that. I'm saying that it's something that happens where we do the events, but then afterwards too, we we choose to walk with each other in mm -hmm. another in another degree. So and I good. think that's what God is calling for. Yeah. Um, and that's how this, we end this, this, this reality of a segregated church, you know, mm -hmm. a segregated church can't heal, heal a divided nation. Mm -hmm. That we come into a church you know, in America and all across the world where we value, we put the first things in the first place. Yeah. We love for Jesus and love for people where we begin to value one another and see the value of Christ in one another. Mm -hmm. And from that place, we take up our assignment as the church, you know, our mission as the church, which is the Great Commission. Totally. And we send out laborers to the harvest because the Lord wants worship in every nation, Malachi 1.11. Mm -hmm and that Jesus hangs his second coming, his return on the gospel being preached to every ethnos, yep. to every nation. Mm -hmm. And so if we're in odds, at odds with one another, or we think our style or our expression is the expression or our way is the way we miss out on this Antioch reality that sends laborers to the harvest and the unreached and people who don't have a gospel witness for the sake of the Lord said, there will be worship in every nation mm. and my name will be great among the nations. So you know, that's good. not like a, that's not, that's not a, it's, it's prophetic right now because we haven't seen it, the fullness yeah. of it, but the Lord is, that's not optional. That's a yeah. non-negotiable. Like he's literally gonna said that it's going to. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's, that's what he wants to see. So, yeah. so period y'all, <laughs> my God. Yeah. So, yeah. I grew up in a black church and okay. your expression of uh, Christianity mostly has been in kind of, well, you've kind of been around here. So, but you've seen kind of more of the white church world. For sure. Yeah. And I think uh, I've seen a lot of the black church world and we're in this Antioch Sending Center. Mm -hmm. Maps Global is the organization that we work for it we serve in um, and we're in this Antioch expression where we have people who are different ethnos around us, not yeah. just black and white, but we have Arab, we have yep. Hispanic, yep. Um, we have Korean. We do have Korean. <laughs> um, and the Lord is building a family around that. Yeah. And we we're blessed to get the opportunity to serve our city, yeah. you know, and to wash the feet of our city through a, having a prayer room. Mm -hmm. um, and we just, I guess my challenge or just my heart, our hearts, mm -hmm. you know, in this is that people who are listening to this podcast, it's that not that you just get a couple black friends or a couple Hispanic friends <laughs> or, you know, this type of thing, but that we begin to ask the Lord, um, Lord, how, how can I wash the feet of your, how can I, you know, wash the feet of my city or, yeah. you know, 
connect with your heart for the church. Yeah. You know, that you said about this church, that the gates of hell won't prevail against mm -hmm. it, that your, your church is built on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. what is this revelation? Who are you? Mm -hmm. And what are you speaking to her? You know, that we begin to see the division, the dividing walls, and not just point the finger and begin to complain still. You know, but we realize that she is us. We are the church. You know, so if we're saying that church does this and this is why da, 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 that denomination, da, 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 you know, and we keep being so problem oriented, mm -hmm. you know, looking at our belly buttons, <laughs> <laughs> that we need to look up and we need to continue to ask Jesus for like, His heart. Yeah, for His heart. You yeah, know, to begin to to okay, Lord, how do you want to? How do you want to build your church? Yeah. You know, and the American church is not the uh, blueprint, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at all. You know, in the American church, um, the, I mean, my desire for her, I mean, it's the global church really, but my desire is that she would return to the Lord in every capacity and prefer and, and choose Jesus over every other lover. Mm -hmm. And that we would love Jesus and thus be ones who will serve, do our, our, our mission of the Great Commission in any kind of way, whether it's going, sending, whether it's, you know, raising awareness, whatever, but serving the vision of God. So good. In the nations and in our nation, you know, yes. so anyway. No, it's literally so good. God do it. But yeah, <laughs> any last words? I think we, we did it. No, yeah, I think we've covered it all. Um, yeah, I'm just excited for, you know, all that God's going to do yeah. in the Church of America in the years to come. Yeah. Because he's moving. He's moving. He's moving and a grooving. Yeah. And it's not to say it's going to be easy, which is why we talk no. about peacemakers in our first yep. one. <laughs> that yeah. It does take I peace. actually wanted to add, like, yeah. looking at this concept of, like, crossing the boundaries of racism that even we haven't even like fully seen that we've lived in um but through the eyes of being a peacemaker like through the heart posture of being a peacemaker and just like out of this overflow of love that it takes a move of god honestly like yeah. our our community wouldn't be at the place it is now if it wasn't for all the god it did you know yeah. and is doing still yeah yeah Anyways, yeah, <laughs> which is why we did peacemakers, you know, like this isn't an easy task, but no. there's grace and the Lord's not saying he's not asking us to do John 17 in the sense of us make it happen. Mm. He's he prayed to the Lord, you know, yep, yep, Lord, yep, yep. my desire is that they would be one just like I, you and I are one. Mm. So it's going to happen. Our responsibility is to walk out the Great Commission through living on the sermon, doing the Sermon on the Mount lifestyle. Period. You know, um, and keeping the first things first, first commandment, great commission, you mm. know, like first things first. So, yeah. yeah, we stepping out of no man's land, man. Yep, here we go. Leaving, we are washed in his blood first. So, and everything else second. Yeah. But Amen. thank y'all for listening. Thank you so much for joining in on the, this episode. It's a wrap. It we is a done. wrap. Peace out, girl yes. and boy scouts. Yes, yes, yes. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the Ebony and Ivory Podcast.